Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's up, man? What's going on, stupid? That was fucking rude. <laughs> I didn't deserve that. Well, we talked about last time about how I was jokingly talking about it. You're like, ah, it'd actually be kind of funny. Hey, if you started off saying, oh, what's up, stupid? Yeah. Well, it is funny, but it's still not, like, I don't appreciate it still. I still matter. Right. Like, I, I, like, 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 come on, dude. Like, I still, oh, that was about to fall off. Whoa, now. Um, like, like, my, like. Being called stupid still isn't fun. <laughs> you know I love you. Well, I know that. I love you too. But like, come on, man. How's your day going? You know, it's not too bad. I got to sleep in today. I was off last night. Okay. Um, I was supposed to go to Atlantic City, but I'm not. Yeah. Um, as previously stated on the last episode, I bought two PS5s. So financials were a little little hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, like I'm, st- I'm still in good shape. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, well, you know what? I'd go for a night. Yeah, I'm really not trying to drive to Atlantic City for a day, stay in an overpriced hotel in a casino where I know I'll gamble the majority of my fucking money away. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, I think you're making good choices by not going. Right, and I was gonna go to some. I was gonna go to not a sports memorabilia expo, but the sports memorabilia expo. It's the biggest one in the country. Nice. It's called the National. Oh. So it's 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 held in the convention center at Atlantic City. Okay. Um, so it's massive. Everybody, everybody from the industry is gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made the conscious decision to not go. You ended up going the opposite direction yesterday. Yeah, to I Baltimore re- City. I did. I did go in the opposite direction. I went to I went to Baltimore for the Orioles game. Me and my sister. Um, it was like. It was kind of the last moment that we decided to go. I te- she was working and I was working. I was on my break, and I texted her around one thirty in the morning, and said, "Hey, you want to go to the game?" And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, sure." I had no clue that yesterday was Mo Gabba Day. Okay, I had I had absolutely no clue. I didn't I didn't and I, I honestly didn't even buy tickets until we were standing in the um standing in line at Duncan before we left. Oh wow! And I mean, I got good seats. I was second row out in left field. Yeah, you were you were right up on it. Was yeah, it, what were the what was the price like on those? On like on a day game, division opponent, Orioles are playing pretty well. Yeah, so so nice. So it was last minute. So the tics, tickets weren't incredibly expensive. Yeah, but compared to what I've paid in the past, they weren't incredibly cheap either. Well, I mean, the Orioles had some pretty bad seasons consecutively. So you were, right. you were paying ten bucks for bleeds, and you were just chilling. Right. Right. Um, I want to say it was around like $25 a ticket, maybe more. That's really not bad at all. Mm-mm. No, no, okay. I, no, I found a good deal. Um, especially two, two rows behind the wall out in left field. Yeah. Granted, it's like 450 feet away now. Well, yeah, I mean, they moved the wall back, so. Right. But, um, but that was my first time sitting down in left field since the Orioles have moved the wall back. And I got to say, it's a damn good view. Is it actually? It, oh, dude, you can see because you're elevated now. You're not sitting like at field level. Yeah. So you're. I mean, it's almost like you're sitting up at the very back of the fucking section now. 
Fair. Well, you kind of are. Well, yeah, you pretty much are, but you can literally just see everything right there in front of you. It was, re- it was really nice. Yeah. I know, like, I've had front row seats right there at the wall um, out in my field before. Yeah. And it, like, for me, I'm, I'm not, like, a big guy. I'm 5'9", pretty average height. Um, it was kind of tough for me to see over the wall there. The wall's high. Like, out uh, out there in left field. So, I don't, is it still, is it easy to see over? Mm-hmm. Now, like yeah. I know before, like if you were sitting front row, it was kind of tough to like see that. De- like, well, I'm like six one, six two. I say so, you're a little bit taller than yeah, me, so. so I I can see over the wall just fine to begin with. Like even like even when I took my girlfriend to a game where we sat first row on the third base side, I mean, I mean the wall is still, it's taller than you'd expect, right. Yeah, just because you don't want the fucking players flipping over the damn wall. Now you don't have to worry about that because they have the net up from foul pole to foul pole. I think that's so stupid. I mean, maybe past the dugout. I can see past the dugout. The, the reason they did it is because there was too many people. It's like, fan safety. It's fan safety. So yeah, I get there's it. too many people yeah. getting hurt from bats flying out of hands, foul balls, whatever. My opinion on that is. That's your own fucking fault. Well, you're Pay right. attention. Well, you're right, but then again, at the same time, I mean, I mean, what really sparked the whole thing for the Orioles was when we were playing a game game against the Yankees, and a screamer hit a little girl in the head. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like if you're if you're a grown adult and you get hit in the head with a baseball, or if you get hit with a baseball, okay, I, I like I have sympathy for you. I do because that shit fucking hurts. It hurts. I played for 15 years. I've, yeah, I've been I've been hit by quite a few. Yeah, that shit hurts, but. At the end of the day, you're a grown adult. You should be paying attention to the game. If you're a little kid, you don't know any fucking better. Yeah, you're not paying attention. But that's kind of kind of falls on the parents too. Why are you not keeping an eye on your kid? Bingo. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, the kid was just sitting there, right, minding their business, minding their fucking business. It's not her fault that somebody fouled a ball off at her at a hundred plus. Unfortunately, that's just part of the game. That, that is that is what you get for sitting so close so close to the game. So I do get it. It is a safety thing, but yeah. But then it all limits, the way down the line, it limits chances of foul balls for the fans that want to catch them to get those seats for that reason. The ball yeah. girl, there's like a little like nook there that she can like tuck it under. Yeah. So then like kids are like racing down to this w- and funneling down to this one area to get a foul ball from right. from the ball girl. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, really, guys? Right. Seems like a little much. So I I mean I I, I do get it. I will say the net does not obstruct your view whatsoever. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would. Which is nice. Um, but, I mean, sitting so close to the game, I mean, of course, I was on a date, so I was watching the game, yet entertaining at the same time. It is tough to do. When there's no net there, that's tough to do. It's tough to do, yeah. So, so like, I knew I could let my guard down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. Yeah, the net doesn't obstruct your view at all. Like I said, the be- or I don't even know if I've said it on here, but my brother used to get tickets to the O's game from his old job. We would sit three rows behind home plate. Mm-hmm. Best seats I've ever had. Yeah. The net's there. doesn't obstruct your view at all. Right. Like, you're good. You see everything crystal clear. Right. Right. Like, of course, you you can see that the net is there. It doesn't interfere with anything. Mm-mm. No. Those were great seats, though. I'm trying to think of what the best... So So, I've sat... So those seats were good. I've sat first row, a section down from the ball girl on the first base side before, which were good seats. That was that game was hot as hell. It was like 102 degrees out there. It was miserable. If I could be honest though, the favorite, my favorite place to sit in Camden Yards from like me buying the tickets. I didn't have to buy those because they you got them sure. for free. 
night game, nothing beats sitting out in center field. Yeah, center field. Center field so the only thing day I don't games like, kind of suck. Yeah, yeah, we figured that we well not really figured it out because I knew that, but I we found that out the hard way this season. But you burn out there. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, I'll tell you, you know what my favorite seats ever were going to a baseball game. Let me hear it. It was. I said, it, 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 dude, it was when I sat in the bleeds, but it was like a combination of things. Sat in the bleeds. Like I, to, I told my sister all about this yesterday. Okay. Cause so, so my sister used to play softball. She was really good at softball. Uh, she had like, she probably would have played her way into getting some college offers. Not like division one or anything. Okay. But if my sister had continued to play softball, she would have gone to college for free. Um, but she had, uh, Injuries that ended her career. She had a back injury. She had an ankle injury that ended up ending her softball career. So, um, so she knows about the game of baseball and all that stuff, and she's interested in the Orioles. But of course, she doesn't know the history of the team like I do. Sure. So it was nice to like educate her a little bit, like tell her like significance of different things, point out different things at the stadium. But it was when I sat up in the nosebleeds for Game Two of the AL AL uh, ALDS against the Tigers. Yeah. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, it's the double. The double. The double. That stadium erupted. Dude, I... Surprised I, it didn't collapse. Um, It was me, me, me and Tyler. Yeah. Um, me and him still talk about this. It was... um, I have never heard a stadium so loud in my life. I think I've said it on here before. Like, football stadiums get loud. Like, we had M&T bumping. Yeah. Sunday night against the Chiefs last year. But I will say this. You ever as, watch a World Series game on TV? As many people that sit up in those, in, up, up in the bleeds, up in M&T Bank Stadium, that stadium gets fucking loud, too. Yeah. Raven Stadium gets loud. I, it's one of the loudest in, yeah. of all the all the 32 professional yeah, teams. Yeah, it's, it's, it's top, top 10, one of the louder stadiums. I think it's Arrowhead. Um, CenturyLink. CenturyLink. Or, or whatever the fuck the name of the Seattle Stadium is. Because theirs was in... Theirs was engineered to be loud. Yeah. Um, the Saints. Superdome. Superdome. Yeah. Um, Allegiant, just because the Raiders fans are insane. Yeah. Heinz, or whatever the fuck it's called now, where the Steelers play. The insurance company. Yeah. Michigan Stadium. <laughs> Michigan Insurance Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Catastrophe. That kind of is a catastrophe. I'm a, I'm a, Steelers fans, I'm going to keep calling it Heinz Field. I'll still, I'll still keep calling it Heinz Field. Hey, as a Ravens fan, I, I do I do respect the Steelers. I will still keep calling it Heinz Field. I got you on that one. I still hate Chase Claypool, but I will still call it yeah. Heinz Field. Yeah, I, that's I, that's where I draw the line. That's where it's that's where it stops. I will call it Heinz Field, but I will not respect Chase Claypool. I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. We're not here to talk about Chase Claypool. We're and, not. I hate him. Any anyway, so I mean, the loudest that I'd ever heard MT. Was when we went to the Chiefs game Sunday night. Yeah, yeah that's that was, that's that was bumping. Night. Yeah, that's Sunday night game. I will say this: as loud as it got in there, I never felt the stands rocking under my feet. Dude, I can believe it. At Camden Yards, I can believe it. I've seen the videos of this. You could feel the stands like moving up and down as people were jumping around on it. You could see it. You yeah. could see it in the video. You could see the like. Vibrations and like the they couldn't keep the camera steady. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Have you ever watched a World Series like on TV, like this past one with the yeah. Braves? Dude, 
like it, it's loud. It, yeah, it it does get loud. It's loud as fuck. Yeah, so that was the loudest that I had ever heard a stadium. And like, my sister wasn't like too hip to baseball at the time because that was in 2014, and she was she may have been heading into either her eighth grade year or her freshman year of high school, one of the two. Okay, so she was young. She was younger. Yeah, I mean, I was I mean I was a junior in high school at the time. Um, maybe a sophomore. I don't even know. But anyway, that's not important. Um, sophomore heading into my junior year. Okay. Or is my junior year because that would have been fourteen. Regardless, not not important. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but she had she had never heard of that moment. Yeah. And uh, when the Orioles hit their sixtieth anniversary as a team, of course, they're this is the thirty year anniversary of Camden Yards opening. Um. On Twitter. And on the, on the website, I've been looking for it for a while because I I just love I just love the whole history of the whole thing. But the Orioles did like the top ten moments in team history. As bad as they have been, the Orioles are a very very historic franchise. Yeah, very very historic franchise. We have had a lot of big names, a lot of big games, a lot of big accomplishments. Sure, absolutely have found its way to the Charm City since the Orioles have been playing. The number one moment in team history is September 6, 1995, which is when Cal Ripken broke the Ironman record. Yeah. Which, it, which I wouldn't even say arguably, is the most unbeatable record in all. Yeah, there's not, there's not a player that's going to beat that. I think, I think, not even just baseball, I think it's the most unbreakable record in sports. There will never be another player that plays 2,000 straight games. I thought it was three. That's two. Was it? The, uh, the um, it was Mantle, wasn't it? It was Mantle's record, or was it Gehrig? No, it wasn't Lou Gehrig. It was Mantle. I was say, I doubt it was Lou Gehrig because he, yeah, he had, yeah. had a disease named after him. Right. I'm not trying to be a dick, but that's just the truth. Um, I'm pulling it up now. But um, him breaking the record was the most iconic moment for the Orioles in team history. It was. It was 2,131 Two, games. That was the the record stands at 2,632. So after he broke the record, he played another 500 straight games. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one's beating that. And so, so something crazy. It was Lou Gehrig. Was it Lou? Yeah, it was Lou Gehrig. Crazy thing about, crazy thing about that is... Is Lou Gehrig would play would start the game, play like two three innings, and then sit on the bench. Cal Ripken played nine innings for two thousand six hundred thirty two straight games. Never pinch hit, never came off the bench. He was the he was the starter mm. every game. Anyway, um, number two moment in team history as voted on by the Orioles was the double. Was the double, which is crazy to me. Because the Orioles have won a World Series. They've won three. Exactly. Well, I'm just saying they, they've won a World Series. Yeah. But that one moment in a divisional round game. Against, uh, against a, a good team. The Tigers were a good team at the time. It, well, that was when Miggy was competing for the Triple Crown, like year in, year out. Yeah, that was when that may have been the year Chris Davis. The only reason why he didn't win it two years in a row is because of Chris Davis. Yeah. 
That yeah, that makes sense because yeah, Miggy was he was competing for the triple crown like year in year out for like a good like three or four years straight. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was 2013. For those of you that don't know, Miggy is Miguel Cabrera who played for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Um, that might not be a too recognizable nickname. Mm-mm. But anyway, so so it was it was nice to go around the stadium, let her let her see what what goes on there, all that shit. It was um, you know, it was nice. It was a good day. Um, and we had it. it it's kind of laugh. It's kind of laughable. Just because of what happened, but then again, it's kind of it's it's actually it's actually pretty cool. So the Orioles ended up winning yesterday three nothing. Yep. Uh, but with the with the big big play coming in the eighth, um, when Trey Mancini came to bat with uh, Austin Hayes on second, he hit a he he hit what looked like a routine fly out to right field, which ended up hitting off of Jed Lowry. Uh, who was blinded by the sun. Right in the face. Who right. had his sunglasses on top of the brim of his hat. It hit him in the beak. It hit him right in the cheekbone, right underneath his eye. Yeah. Yeah, which that had to have hurt. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100% hurt. Yeah, that that had to have hurt. But, Without uh, a doubt. But Trey Mancini had the first inside-the-park home run in Camden Yards since 2002. And the reason that it's special is because, as you said earlier... Yesterday was Mo Gabba Day. Right. Mo Gabba was a young man from Baltimore who was a huge Baltimore Ravens and Baltimore Orioles fan. Yeah. Um, he had a illness that he has since passed from. Um, but he Do you know what it was? I do not. It was it was a very I want to say it was a rare um It was, it was very rare. It was a very rare rare illness. Um Mo Gabba is um has read the first ever NFL draft pick in Braille. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, an offensive lineman from Oklahoma that the Ravens drafted, what was it, four years ago? Three years ago? Something like that. Ben, it was Ben Powers. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, and cancer. Oh, it was cancer. Rare cancer. Okay. Um, like I said, um, Mo has since passed away from it, um, but Mo meant a lot to the city of Baltimore and a lot of the Baltimore players, not only on the Ravens but the Orioles. Uh, Trey Mancini was very close to Mo Gabba. Uh, he got cancer at nine months. God bless. Um, which caused him to go blind. Yeah, because he had um retina cancer. Retinal cancer. Yeah, cancer in the retina of his eye. God bless, man. Jeez. Had that twice, and then he was diagnosed with bone cancer at six. Jeez, Louise. Yep. Um. So last year, if I'm not mistaken, Trey Mancini hit a home run on Mo Gabba Day. 2019 was the was the Braille pick. Was the Braille pick? Okay. Yeah. It was Ben Powers, correct? Or was it? I think it was Ben Powers. I think it was Ben Powers. I believe it was. Yeah. Um. And this year on Mo Gabba Day. Um, this happens. So, and for those of you guys that don't know, Trey Mancini was slumping for a while. He was like on a, on a 0 for 46 or 0 for 47 streak. Like Trey Mancini just couldn't get a hit. Yeah. It he wasn't did good. break it before this. Yeah. He, he had, he had a hit earlier in the day, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just really cool that that happened on Mo Gabba day. Like I said, Trey Mancini and Mo Gabba were very, very close. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys ever watch, um, a Baltimore Ravens game in the end zone, um, that, they, so on one end zone, they have Baltimore. On one end zone, they have Ravens. In Baltimore, 
Um, the MO is painted, is, is painted gold. Is painted gold for uh, for Mo. Yep. Um, and so that's that's really cool. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was it was funny in the sense that it hit off his face. That's how Trey Mancini scored. Um, and it was also funny that he lost it in the sun and had his sunglasses on top of his hat. So yeah, way to go. Yeah. So so I didn't even know yesterday was Mo Gabba Day, uh, which kind of made yesterday a lot more special. Yeah. Because my sister who's knows about the Orioles but isn't a huge Orioles fan. Is it? She's not even a huge Ravens fan. She knows who Mo Gabba is. My girlfriend, who's not, she's not the, she's not the biggest fan of the Ravens or the Orioles, but she knows who Mo Gabba is. Yeah. I mean, like if you've been around the Baltimore area, and, you've and, you've you've heard the name. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's just such not. Such, what in the world was that? I have no clue what that noise was, but that really hurt my ears. Yeah, that hurt my ears too. And there it goes again. I don't. I don't know, I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I don't know. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything either. Technical difficulties, gotta love them. God bless. This is the first time we've really had technical difficulties. I know. I know. This is it. But um, yeah. Yesterday was just um, just an all around good day. Yeah, it was a it was a great day. Um, let's kind of pivot over. Keep the foot planted. Use your pivot foot. Let's get into the NBA. There you go. No traveling. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. I don't know if it's my mic, if it's a headphone. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, something's going on with my mic. I don't know what's going on. Why don't you go ahead and figure that out? Yeah, yeah. While he, while he figures that out, really, we don't have a whole lot to talk about as far as the NBA goes. Um, really, uh, I just wanted to bring up a uh, just, one, just one topic. Um, since since we are in the NBA, there is really two things that we're gonna, that we're going to talk about as far as NBA goes. Um, one kind of pertains to college basketball, but that's that's that that's neither here nor there. Hopefully, we're back. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens now. We'll see what happens. I am sorry if any of you guys hear that. Yeah. Hope hopefully, my man Holman got that figured out. We've never had this problem before. Right. But uh, but Draymond Green, um, the likeness of Donkey from Shrek. Um, has really, he, dude. I'm telling you, he's he's fucking been on one lately. He really has. <laughs> he's been sipping on something. He, I don't know. I don't know what. It's it's off season. He thinks he could just say whatever the hell he wants. Um, whatever. Good on it. Good on him. So it all started by him saying that he thinks, um, that he thinks he uh deserves a long term. Max deal by the Warriors. He thinks he deserves that. Okay. I don't know what that number looks like for that deal for him. Um, Regardless. I can't say that I necessarily uh, blame him. For wanting a Max deal? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why I mean, wouldn't you want to get paid? I don't blame him. I mean, I, I, I get all that, but like... Look, Draymond Green is not a gifted scorer of the basketball yeah he is not a superstar in this league he will never reach the likes of Steph Curry LeBron James Giannis Antetokounmpo um Kevin Durant yeah need I say more he'll never reach that personally I wouldn't even say that Draymond Green is necessarily a tier two player in the NBA I put him at a tier three at this point now yeah you may not even be a tier three but he is a leader on that team. 
he's the guy that does the dirty work. Okay. He's the he's the bully. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna punk. I say little Steph Curry, but he's much bigger than I am. Yeah. Um, but in comparison to a lot of other guys in the NBA, Steph Curry is little. Like you're not gonna punk Steph Curry because Draymond's gonna Draymond's gonna kick you in the nuts. He's done it many times. Well, see, this is the thing. I mean, the bully of the then or last season, Minnesota, this season, Utah, is Pat Beverly. Yeah. You'll see Pat Beverly going out and saying, I deserve a max contract because I bother people. The only, the, the only player that I could think of that really bothers the hell out of people that got a max deal is Marcus Smart. That's fair. But Marcus Smart also was just a content. He won defensive. He, he won defensive player of the yeah, year. I mean, I mean, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. So I mean, so he, so rightfully so, he deserved that. I mean, what has? I mean, like Draymond Green looked like shit in the finals. He did. I I, I won't I won't argue that. And but and but he does bring a spark to the team. Like when his energy is high. And he's playing with a fast motor, and he's pushing the ball up the floor, and he's like he's playing fast, and he has that high motor and that and that spark. The Warriors look better. I guess, but I don't know. I mean, a max deal for Draymond Green would look like in the neighborhood of one forty. Over how many years? Four or five. Ooh. That's too much. That's way too much. That's too much. For th- this, this is the thing. Draymond Green is not. Draymond Green has is coming down from his peak. Yeah, and the Warriors still have to pay Wiggins. They have to pay Jordan Poole. Right. They got to figure out Clay Thompson. Right. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Wiseman. They're going to have to pay him in yep. a few years. They're going to figure out something with Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, Moses Moody. There's yep. a, there's a lot of people, and and they're also going to have to make sure that they can continue to put together a stable roster in order to con- can continue competing for championships. Sure, absolutely. Long story short, Draymond Green is not getting a max deal, but no. that but that's not the only thing that's been going on with um with Draymond Green. He also says that without him. The Warriors would not have competed in the finals. I don't necessarily know that's true. I don't think it is true. I don't know what his numbers looked like in the Western Conference Finals, but I feel like he didn't make too big of a difference. He did. Andrew Wiggins did the majority of that work against Luka Doncic. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, he's been... Um, he's been on one. He's been sipping on something. He, dude, he has been sipping on something. To follow it up... He um he was also watching game he he was watching he was watching game film on the 98, 98 finals between the Bulls and the Jazz which was MJ's last year in the league. He said that the this year's Warriors would have dusted both teams. That was his last year on the Bulls, right? Right. Yeah, cuz then he went and played for the Wiz. He retired, then he came back and played for the Liz. Okay. Anyway, th- that's not important. Would would this Warriors team have beaten both of those teams? Uh, yeah. Andrew Wiggins would have been the most athletic player on the floor. Don't at me. 
Andrew Wiggins at that. If if Andrew if this Andrew Wiggins played on one of those two teams at that time, he is more athletic than Michael Jordan. He's more athletic than Scottie Pippen. The only player that he might be more athletic than is, is Dennis Rodman. Might not be more athletic than? At that point. Because, dude, De- Dennis Rodman was diving into the fucking crowd until he was 44. That's an exaggeration. But he did not stop. Was Dennis Rodman more athletic or just more careless? I don't think anybody's more careless than Dennis Rodman. That is very factual. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think... I think the Golden State Warriors probably would have won just because they would not have known what to do with the volume that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson shoot threes, even Jordan Poole. Right. So I mean, I mean, maybe saying that they would have, that they would have, that they wouldn't have won, or they would have won, would have beat the hell out of them. That's probably accurate. The Bulls would have beat the piss out of them in the paint. Yeah. I mean, they would have bully balled the shit out of them. Yeah. Like. I, I mean, just honestly speaking, Clay's not holding Jock to Jordan. Like, like Clay's not shutting down Jordan. It's not gonna happen. You'd have to put Wiggins on him. You'd have to put Wiggins because, dude, if you put Draymond Green on Michael Jordan, even that Michael Jordan, even Michael Jordan being that late in his career, yeah, dude, he would tear him to shreds. But then you got what? You got Draymond on on Scotty, and you got um, Kevon Looney on Rodman. <sighs> Good night, Rodman's. Body bag yeah. and Kevon Looney. Rodman would have won MVP. He would have won MVP. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now I think it would have been a shell shock as to how, like I said, how many threes the Golden State Warriors shoot. Yeah. They would have been like, "What in the world?" I don't know. I think I think that series is going seven. I still might have to put my money on the Bulls. <sighs> It'd be tough. So Steve Kerr on Steph Curry. Could you imagine? That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that, just that, the thought of that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that, that would be kind of cool. But um, could you imagine if um if Draymond struggling the way he was was guarded by Jordan? Hmm. Jordan ate his ass up, dude. Di- dude, I I I I, lo- I love telling this telling the story. It's not really a, like it's 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 something I read, but I just love talking about it. Muggsy Bogues. One of the shortest players in NBA history. Was he 4'8"? He wasn't that short. He was like 5 foot, something like that. <laughs> anyway, he was like 5'6 or something. I was joking. Obviously, he's not that short. But short in comparison to NBA, NBA standards. Yes. Right? He said that MJ's trash talk like damn near ruined his career because MJ yelled at them one game, shoot it, you fucking midget. <laughs> That's so ruthless. I love it. Jordan yelled at Muggsy Bogues, shoot it, you fucking midget. Oh, my God. And, he's, and, and, and Muggsy Bogues is like, damn. And he, he said that genuinely messed with his career. Jordan, Jordan's a dickhead. Oh, dude. He, he's, he's, he's ruthless. Take no prisoners. <laughs> and then one more thing about Draymond Green. Yeah, he's, he's not done yet. He's not, he's not done. Of course he was. <laughs> This this isn't really something about Draymond. This is more so something. It, it it involves him, but it's not directly associated with him. He revealed on his podcast that he attempted to recruit Demar Derozan last off season, like say, saying, "Hey, come to the come to the Warriors. If you come, we'll win a chip." Yep. Blah 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 blah. 
in, in, in essence, it's the rich attempting to get richer. Yeah. Them trying to bring KD. <sighs> I doubt that happens. Anyway. Um, but the way... But Draymond said that DeMar DeRozan's response to him was, fuck no. <laughs> I love that. He, t- he told Draymond Green, like, he told Draymond Green, like, hey, fuck you, fuck them. I don't care. I'm not playing with y'all. Right. I love that. I love that, man. I absolutely love that. As a, as a, as a person who is not a big fan of the Warriors, I love that. That's why I'm all for Draymond getting a max contract. Because <laughs> then they can't afford Klay Thompson. Then they can't afford Andrew Wiggins. Then they can't afford Jordan Poole. They can't afford all of those pieces. They might be able to do one other piece, which is going to be Wiggins. But then they got to get rid of Klay Thompson. Then they got to get rid of Jordan Poole. I'd get rid of Jordan. I'd get rid of Wiggins before Jordan Poole. You think so? Younger, yeah. Younger and cheaper. The only problem is that I think you got to make a decision on whether you keep Clay or Jordan Poole. You got to keep one, but you can let one go. I think they'd keep Poole. They would sign Poole to a bigger deal. Yeah. Clay is more likely, and he probably will stay on a vet discount. Mm, maybe. At this point in his career, Clay will give him a discount. Um, He's just happy to be back. I think he's just happy to be back, happy to be playing. Draymond won't give him a discount, and Curry will when the, when, when the time eventually comes. Yeah. Well, Curry signed a max deal, so he's, he's locked up for at least a couple more years. Right, right. But, but he's got like three more on his but deal. But none, none of those guys are going to leave the team. Yeah, they're not leaving. The only, person that, the only person that might is Draymond, because I don't, think they'll give him a, I don't think they'll give him the max, and I think he'll want it somewhere else. I think they will give it to him. Someone's going to overpay for him. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. Um, I kind of alluded to it already, kind of with NBA, kind of with college basketball, sort of with NBA. Uh, number one overall pick, Paolo Boncaro. He was just um, he just had charges of aiding and abetting a DUI, dropped. Um, Holman kind of has a little bit more information than I do. Yeah. Um, this was something that just it it just popped up today. We didn't even know that this happened, but it's stemming back from an incident last November when he was on campus at Duke. Uh, it was yes. It was last November. Um, Paolo Boncaro. No, I don't. Get, I'm not trying to read about that right now. Hold on. Uh, Paolo Boncaro had um has had aiding and abetting DWI charges against him dropped after Michael Severino, his former Duke teammate and the grandson of retired Blue Devils coach Mike Shishetsky, pleaded guilty to DWI on Wednesday. So, like you said, this happened. Um. In November of last year, um, following a traffic stop, Severino was 20 at the time, and Boncaro was 19. Um, but because the vehicle was registered to Paolo, he got in trouble. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I had no clue that this was even going on. Like, they kept this under the rug. Yeah. I mean, it's Duke. I mean, du- I mean Duke's like... It's Duke and Coach K. Yeah, it's Duke and Coach K. I mean, in 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 Raleigh in, in the Raleigh Durham area. Yeah, they're gonna do anything they can in the for for Duke. So it's not really a big deal, but it, it like it just it just goes to show what things can get swept under the rug. Yeah, very easily. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, just 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 something a little bit interesting. That's all it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Even kind of going a little bit further with basketball here, TNT analyst Charles Barkley, he was rumored to be going to the 
the live golf tour. Yep. Um, to be an announcer, um, kind negotiations with that have fallen apart. So, so Chuck is not leaving his partner in crime, Shaq on TNT. I'm so thankful for that. I do not want to give up having Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, and Chuck. They're, Those four together are a sensation. They're funny. I laugh. I laugh every time whenever Charles Barkley. I laugh at the clip where Charles Barkley's like, "When you got a guy banging on you down in the paint, <laughs> he, he he like keeps he like keeps saying like a guy banging on you, a guy banging on you." I'm like, Chuck, just stop. It's not. It's not what you what you think it means, right? And like Shaq's over there, just like Jesus, yeah, la- just laughing his fucking ass off, yeah. <laughs> I think even Ernie was laughing. Ernie's like, dude, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just terrible. Yeah. Terrible. 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 Oh, God bless. Uh, so what do you think uh, we hop into some NFL here? Let's go. Let's get it. Because we got, we got a decent amount. This is the longest list, but I don't know if it's going to take too long. No. Um, so in recent news... Most recent news, DK Metcalf has signed a three-year extension to stay with the Seattle Seahawks on a $72 million extension. Uh, so three years for $72 mil, uh, $58.2 million of that is guaranteed. Um, and of that 58 guaranteed money, $30 million is a signing bonus, which is the most ever for a wide receiver. Yeah, so good on him for getting paid. I think he's one of the most overrated wide receivers in football, personally. And um, I think I think this year, I think it's just his freak physique for a wide receiver. I mean that. I mean that's what makes him so highly regarded. Like, oh my gosh, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf. He's so big. He's so strong. He's so fast. But he's so inconsistent. Yeah, he is inconsistent. He does have he does have a little trouble with the dropsies. Right. He was he was the last pick of the second round, of the second round for a reason. You just don't get drafted based on your physical intangibles. I know in his draft, I wanted Hollywood Brown. I know you were you wanted DK Metcalf originally. I think after seeing what the outcome has been, I think you were you're now on board. You were happy with the Hollywood over the DK pick. Ah, uh, we still fucked up. We should have taken AJ Brown. Well, or Terry McLaurin. There was other options. Or Debo. Or Debo. There was other options, but it is what it is. We we made the pick we made. Yeah. It. It has turned into Tyler Linderbaum, who hopefully turns out to be a pretty good pick for us. Who will turn out to be a pretty good pick? I think so, too, but time will tell. Yeah. Um, And then (laughs) there's two very big things that are going on in uh, the football media right now. One of which is Kyler Murray um, did get that extension that we were talking about um, last last episode. But he had a... uh, he had a fun little rule in his contract that got leaked. Don't know how it got leaked. Don't know who leaked it or why it was leaked, but it was leaked. Yeah. Basically, Kyler Murray got the Jamarcus Russell rule. And I will let Poppy tell the Jamarcus Russell rule because I know that he loves this. I do. This he is, loves this story. So Jamarcus Russell, he was the number one pick out of LSU back in 2007. Um, drafted over guys like Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson. Um, I will say one thing about Jamarcus Russell. He he had an absolute cannon. Yeah, he could, cannon. He could throw a goalpost to goalpost. That's he, 120 yards. Yeah, he was like he was like all six eight two sixty. He, he like people he was, th- people thought like he was going to be the future of the NFL. Yeah, he was an absolute statue of a human. Struggled a lot. 
But what happened with Jamarcus Russell, that was really the last straw with him in uh, then Oakland when the Raiders were playing there. Um, there was one day he was given tapes and said, go home and watch them. Came back the next day. They said, Jamarcus, what'd you watch film on? He said, coverage packages. The Raiders gave him blank tapes <laughs> because they were concerned that he wasn't watching film at all. So they set him up. They set him up and they gave him blank tapes on purpose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they gave him blank tapes on purpose. I love that. He ended up going five and eight that season. Got cut after that. After signing, oh, how large was this fucking contract? I gotta pull it up now because now I'm really, really curious. Now you're now you're in on the Jamarcus thing. Yeah, Jamar, 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 Jamar. I hear it, Chris Russell. Jamar, I hate it. <laughs> Damar, I hear it. The less I like it. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, this. So this is the thing about Jamarcus Russell, or this is the thing back then when he got drafted. Um, there was no, there was no prorated system on rookie contracts, so they could get whatever they they could they signed for whatever they could get. Yeah. Um. So he agreed to a deal. That was six years, sixty-eight million dollars, which was a big deal back then. Which was and thirty-one and a half million was guaranteed. That's a big deal back then. He held out of all of training camp just to get it. All of training camp as a rookie. That's a bold move. Just to get that big of a deal. That's a bold move as a rookie. Yeah. It was. Oh, it was crazy. So, <laughs> Kyler Murray got the Jamarcus Russell rule. So in his contract, they put a little, little thing in there. It says Kyler has to do four hours of independent studies a week. Which, when you think about it, is not a lot. No. That's an hour a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. Friday's walkthrough, Saturday you're traveling, Sunday you're playing. Yeah. It's, not, it's really not that much. Unless you're on a short week. But then, whatever. But still, yeah, like that's not it's not a ton. You take two hours a day. You take two hours a day. You're done. You're done. Two hours Monday, Tuesday. Bada boom, bada bang. You're then, done. Then he can go play video games. God, he's like a fucking teenager. Um, but there was it was it was very controversial. Now I'm not saying that Kyler Murray doesn't watch tape because of course he does. Um, I think it has been. Like, Lincoln Riley came out and said, he's like, yeah, that's just really not who Kyler is. Kyler is a, tell me what I need to know, and I'm going to go play ball, and I'm going to win games. Like, that's what former Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley, current USC head coach, one of the, mo- one of the best head coaches in college football, said about Kyler Murray. But you know it's 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 crazy. So so the fact that this was even put into his contract, um, is a big deal. It's stupid to me because it's nothing but a distraction. Like, it's nothing but a distraction. It has been one of the most talked about things in sports media for the past week since it's been out. So much so that the Arizona Cardinals. Excuse me. 
have been bullied into taking it out of his contract. Kyler Murray no longer has to do four hours of independent studies a week because the internet has bullied the, them so much that they took it out. Well, see, 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 this is the thing. Kyler Murray wants to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game right now. And skill-wise, I think he is. He's, he has all the talent in the world. He has, all, he, has a, he has a dynamite arm. He has quick feet. Quick feet. He's very accurate. He's very, very smart. But then again, he came out and said, and Lincoln Riley has, and Cliff Kingsbury has came out, and even his own players have, have came out and said, the fact that, he, the fact that you all think that he doesn't watch film is, is just a joke. Yeah, of course he does. His, 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 his player, like, players alongside of him have said he knows the playbook better than anybody. Yeah. Think about this for a second, okay? Last two years, this past season, the year before that, scorching hot starts. Yeah, what were they? Seven and zero, eight now. Seven and zero, and six and two in another year. So just absolutely shot out of a cannon. That's Cliff Kingsbury's thing, though. Playing great. He he loves to start hot. But he can't finish the season to save his life. Well, then again, don't you think it was Kyler Murray? Because through two two seasons, two seasons through eight weeks, he was your MVP frontrunner. Last season, he got into a little bit of trouble with injuries and stuff like that. Things little, that were things were, banged up. Things tweaks. that were out of his control. Sure, but. After about eight weeks, his numbers fall off significantly. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they do. Um, wouldn't you think, or, or doesn't it seem like if they're including that clause into his contract, doesn't it kind of make sense that he falls off halfway through the year? Takes teams about eight weeks watching film on him to say, okay, he does X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So if we throw A, B, and C at him, he won't know what to do. So he's not watching film on what he can do to improve. So he just thinks, okay, well, I'm going to keep doing what I normally do, mm-hmm. and it'll work out. And then like his numbers fall off a cliff. The team gets in danger of missing the playoffs because he doesn't watch film. I genuinely think he doesn't watch film. I think he watches film. Like, he doesn't watch it on his own. That, he, he does not watch it on his own, but he watches film. Like They have QB meetings. They have offensive meetings. They watch film. Like he, like he watches film. Does he go the extra mile? Is he Tom Brady? Is he Peyton Manning where he wants to go out there and play chess? Like He knows like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have watched so much film that they know exactly what you're going to do before you even know that you're going to do it. They're going to make – he's going to do this. So like he's going to put this guy in motion to see what coverage you're in. And by moving this one piece, he knows if you're playing man, if you're playing zone, if you're in cover two, if you're in cover three, like, like they know all of this stuff. They know, they know who the mic is. They know your tendencies. They know, like, they, like they know things. They're playing chess. Kyler Murray's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out there and wing it because I'm better than you. This is a quote by Kyler Murray. Okay. I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and see, and, and just see it, ha- see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. Well, that's great. That's great that you see so much. But that just makes him a very, very easy quarterback to fool, if you ask me. Yeah. Like, Peyton Manning. 
would watch 24 hours of film a week mm-hmm. on one team. Yeah. Th- this whole thing is just a very shitty situation to be in if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. You just put your money into him. You just put your money into him. I think I, Kyler Murray's part of FaZe Clan, mm-hmm. which is a video game team for people that do not know. I think he spends a lot more time playing video games than what people think. He's like, yeah, I watch film. I play Madden all the time. Well, that's good and fine. I play Madden all the time, too. I've won Super Bowls in Madden. You don't see me trying out for the fucking Ravens. Maybe we could. I don't know. <laughs> we couldn't. Um, Last year, we, we did think about it, because at that point, they just needed able bodies. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, so... It, like, it's... <sighs> The Cardinals were in a situation where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You're worse without him. But are you great with him? But are you better with him? That's the question. Are you better with him moving forward? I answer to me is no. I think, they, I think they've met their ceiling. I think they have, too. I think they've met their ceiling with him and Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Which is why I think Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat this year. Oh, he for sure is. I oh, he for sure is. Regardless, I don't think that's questionable. Regardless of what happens this year, unless unless they make a championship game appearance. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the numbers the numbers should speak for themselves. I I think it's without question Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat because, like I said, this is this is Cliff Kingsbury track his track record. He starts hot. They win a lot of games. It happened when he was in college too. When yeah. he was at um uh, de- de- uh Texas Tech. They start hot, they win a lot of games early, but he cannot close out a season. Okay. I think at Texas Tech, he had Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray all there. Yeah. Okay. I've got it. You got it. Let me hear hear it. I don't know what you got, but I want to hear it. 2020. Started five and three. Okay. Okay. This is games one through eight. Kyler Kyler Murray's completion percentage was about 68.1. He averaged for about 270 yards a game. Okay, so respectable. A little less, a little less than that. Um, two touchdowns a game, almost one interception. His passer rating was 100.9. Okay. That was what season? That was in 2020. So That was through the first half of the season of 2020. That was what? Rookie season. His second season. Okay, sophomore season. Yep, his sophomore season. The second half of that year, they also started five and three through those first eight games. In the second half, he went three and five, passed for sixty six percent of his passes, or completed sixty six percent of his passes, threw for two hundred thirty yards, less than one and a half touchdowns. His interception rate did drop from a point eight from a point eight to a point six, but his passer rating dropped ten points. Okay. Uh, his attempts per game dropped. I didn't mention the rushing stats, but his attempts per games dropped, yards per games dropped, yards per average dropped, and his touchdowns per games dropped as well as a runner. Last season, could have just been a not could have just been an anomaly. He just could like he just could have gotten cold. Okay, I'll give you that. Last season, they started seven and one. He was completing seventy three percent of his passes. God bless. For a tick under 285 yards a game, 
about 2.1 touchdowns. Same interception rate at point eight. So he was slanging it. He was slanging the ball. His passer rating was 109. That's the, good. Through the first eight weeks of the season. Like I said, he was front runner for MVP. Um, 7-1 first eight games. 7-1 first eight games. The second half of the season is when he got hurt. So he only played in four games. They went 1-3. and three. He was at, he was completing, still good, 63% of his passes. Still a respectable number. For 250 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Mm. And his passer rating dropped. Um, 17 points. Dang. What's what happens when you complete 10% less of your passes and throw, have a one-to-one touchdown to interception ratio? Right. Granted, his interception rates did drop. He started running the ball more, so his rushing stats improved. But then again, at the same time, I mean, the fact that he doesn't watch film, if you don't watch enough film to know what teams are going to throw at you halfway through the season, that trend, that trend makes sense. Yeah. So... It's not ridiculous to to it's it's he his quote was laughable. It's not laughable to think that you do, that you don't watch film because I'm willing to bet you don't. Like I said, I don't think he watches it on his own. Like he's he's definitely not doing any independent film study. He's definitely not, which is crazy to me. We, yeah, because I mean, like, like I said, when you're comparing it to someone like Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, it's non-negotiable. I, no one can argue it. Tom Brady, Tom Brady could not watch film and carve up defenses, but he chooses to watch film. Why? Because it's his job. Well, uh, so Tom Brady has watched so much film that he doesn't need to watch any more film. But he still does. But he still does. On Undisputed, Shannon Sharp discussed it in this way. My whole thought was with, with him watching film, this is what Shannon Sharp said, I watched film so I could also know 10 other assignments for every other play I was on the field. So if a guy came to me and said, uh, what do I do? What do I do? Shannon can say, you're doing this. You do this. Yeah. Team player. Kyler Murray's the captain of the fucking team. Yeah. He is the most important player on that team. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think you would be doing the same thing? It's like having... Whoever has the green dot on defense, right, has no clue what the fuck's going on. Exactly. You know, in the ear, they're you know they're like, hey, fifty four is the mic, uh, cover two, deep flat, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever they say into the mic. I have no clue what they what they speak into the mic. Whatever, whatever cover coverage they're they're thinking, um, <laughs> and it's like, hey, you're the mic. I think, coach. I don't know what to do. I'm the mic. He's the mic. Right. I have the earpiece. Is that what you meant? Right. No. That's not at all what we meant. You're an idiot. Give me the helmet. Yeah. Hit you in the head with it. Like, you're fucking Mason Rudolph. Like, it's just, um, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I could never have a, a quarterback uh, lead my franchise that just doesn't. Doesn't want to put the time in. I did, like I, I love this quote when it comes to uh, when it comes to like athletes and and just just honestly just anything in life. This is a quote you say so much. Sometimes I want to hit you when you say it. <laughs> That's fine. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Kyler Murray is very talented. Kyler Murray does not work hard. No, 
No. Just, let's call it what it is. But again, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, if we let Kyler Murray just go, then we're fucked. I mean, honestly speaking, though, they would suck for a year. Sure. I mean, you got Trace McSorley as your starting quarterback. He probably. I don't know. They they might win a Super Bowl with Trace. Yeah, I mean, Trace is a dog. Right. Um, they could they could fuck around and be bottom three in the league, and they could end up with, um. C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Well, they wouldn't have gotten rid of him this year. So they would have missed out on the quarterback all entire. They would have missed out on the quarterbacks entirely. Or at least this year. Well, maybe they're thinking like, hey, let's not even get a contract done with him. Let's just fucking trade him. Someone will take him. Oh, for sure somebody would. Somebody will fucking take him. Oh, hell yeah. Texans. Send him back to Texas. Send him to the AFC. There you go. Shithead. But, like, it, like it's... Maybe it is an unnecessary amount of slander heading towards Kyler Murray. I, w- I, I, could, I can admit it. it. Like, it may be unnecessary. I think it was so stupid that they put it in the contract, and I think whoever leaked it knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, hell yeah. I want to say, I, honestly speaking, I think it might have been his agent, who also represents Cliff Kingsbury. So that's going to get a little messy. Um, yeah, because Cardinal say they didn't. But his camp said they didn't. Somebody fucking did. But somebody did. So who benefits from it being leaked? Not the Cardinals. No. Who be- like who benefits from it being leaked? Kyler Murray does. Yeah, he gets all this slander and people question his work ethic. Maybe that's exactly what we're doing. Maybe he does work hard. Who the fuck knows? We're not in there. We don't know. But we can assume based off this and, and some of the statistics, they kind of prove that maybe he doesn't work as hard as he should. Right. But it, the Cardinals got bullied into taking it out. So it, it, you can't argue the results. Now the, que- now the question is, did they actually take it out? Or did they, or are they just saying they did? Oh, how the turntables have. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, how the turntables have. Let's just do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, I think it's stupid. It causes a huge distraction. Yeah. Um, no one's talking about his contract or congratulating him on the extension. It's Kyler. What do you think about this rule? Hey, DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think about this rule? JJ Watt. What do you think about this rule? Right. What do you think about this? This part of this contract? Does is Kyler watching film? Like, oh, we had a good day at training camp. I'm glad you asked. Right. No one said that. Um, at least not that I've seen. But I'm sure they're thinking it. It's like, oh yeah. Well, we had a good day at training camp. I'm glad you guys asked. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Kyler's contract. I didn't negotiate it. Ask Kyler. Ask Kyler. Ask his agent. Right. Ask the team. I don't know. I'm here, to, I'm here to play my position. I'm here to do my job. Yep. I understand you guys are doing your job, but I'm going to go do mine too. Yeah. But it causes a, distra- a distraction. And, I mean, honestly, if anybody's going to stand up and say that, it's probably going to be J.J. Watt. He's probably, the, he's going to be like, hey, look, guys, it's not me. Yeah. I, I, I play defensive end. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't play quarterback. I don't know. It's, it, I it's, mean, it's a it, huge distraction for no reason. It's a bad look, though. It really is. Oh, it is. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible look. Terrible. Terrible. Speaking of slander. <laughs> Yahtzee. Yeah. It's, um, our boy, LJ Freaky. Do you have the quote up? Um, I do momentarily. Um, so, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how Jeremy Fowler from ESPN 
put together a list of, um, I believe it was 50 NFL coaches, executives, and players. Well, now, from The Athletic, Mike Sando has done a very similar thing with uh, tiers of quarterbacks from 50 NFL coaches and executives. Excuse me. So, as it sits now, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow are the top-tier quarterbacks in that order. That's how they have them listed. One through whatever that is. Six. Top-tier quarterbacks. Number one tier. In tier two, kicks it off with Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson at 10, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan, and that's Tier 2. Tier 3, starting at 15, is Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, and tied for 20 with Jalen Hurts, it's Carson Wentz. They had Jared Goff at 22. Trevor Lawrence at 23. Jameis Winston at 24. That, fa- that finalizes Tier 3. Tier 4, leading it off at 25, is Justin Fields. 26 is Tua Tagovailoa. <clears throat> 27 is Davis Mills. Zach Wilson. Trey Lance at 29. Daniel Jones at 30. Marcus Mariota at 31. And Sam Darnold at 32. Mitch Trubisky at 33. Drew Locke at 34. I've heard enough. Yeah. That's just like, I suck. That's all of Tier 4. Then it goes into Tier 5. So there's more. Well, we can skip on them. Yeah. Not important. So, the quote around Lamar Jackson. So he got, he got 10th, right? Mm. So... <clears throat> This is his second highest rating. In 2019, he was rated a 3.67, so in Tier 3. Um, in 2020, he was rated a 1.74, so he was a Tier 1 quarterback. In 2021, he was rated a 2.08, so a Tier 2 quarterback. And in 2022, rated a 2.0, flat, so a Tier 2 quarterback. Um, one defensive coordinator decided he was I have the full quote going to go out on a limb here and said if he has to pass to win the game they ain't winning that game another defensive coordinator said he is so unique as an athlete and he's a really good football player but I don't care if he wins league MVP 12 times I don't think he'll ever be a one as a quarterback he'll be a one as a football player but not as a quarterback so many games come down to two minutes, and that is why they have a hard time advancing, even when they are good on defense. Playoffs are tight, and you have to be able to throw the ball, and he is just inconsistent throwing the ball. It is hit or miss. So the actual quote is, he said, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, so also, that defensive coordinator decided to remain anonymous. Yeah, everybody, 
Everybody's bold and brazen when you ain't got your name to it. Right. Right. Um, the fact that this is still being discussed is crazy to me. Okay, so so our allegiance to the Ravens, we've said this, I, I can't even tell you how many weeks in a row now at this point, or or how, or whatever, but um, the way we stand, the way we sit on the Ravens, it's not a fucking secret. No, it's not right. at all. Okay, the, like, we're both, we're both huge Ravens fans, we talk about them all the time, we're planning on going to the, we're planning on going to the Sunday night game against Cincinnati. Yep. I'm even thinking about going to an away game this year. That's kind of sick, I love that for you. We'll talk about that one. Okay. Because you're included too. Ooh. I love that. Regardless. The fact that people are still insinuating that Lamar Jackson cannot throw the ball and the team succeeds is wild to me. Yeah. Like it, it, like it might, it might be possibly the worst take in sports today. Another listener of ours, Andrew, yep, was recently just in Florida, <clears throat> okay, on a vacation with his girlfriend and I and her family. I believe I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, Andrew, I'm sorry. Um, he texted me and told me that somebody sitting next to him at the pool, who he was making small talk with, was wearing a Buccaneers hat, okay, and told Andrew that Lamar Jackson. Should be a running back. <laughs> it, it, like, like the fact that people still think he can't be a quarterback in the NFL is just so crazy to me. Did he not win a unanimous MVP as one? I don't understand. Name a name a running back in the NFL that can throw a football like him. Name one. I'm waiting. Right. I'll sit here. I got time. People always say he is a running back who can throw the ball. No, he's not. He's a quarterback who can run the hell out of the ball. He's an athlete. That's what he is. Dude's a pure athlete. Trust me, if Lamar Jackson wanted to play wide receiver, he'd be the best wide receiver in football. If he wanted to play running back, he'd be the best running back in football. Right. If he wanted to play cornerback, he'd be the best cornerback in the league. Like, it, like it's crazy the amount of slander that he gets because he's not the conventional quarterback. Sit in the pocket. It's crazy. Like, when Kyler Murray's at his best, he doesn't get this type of slander. No. Josh Allen doesn't. Josh Allen doesn't. Josh Allen runs the ball just as much as Lamar Jackson does. If not more so. And he takes more hits because he's bigger. He seeks the hits. He tries to run you over the way Cam Newton did when he first came into the league. Lamar's shifty enough to get the hell out of the way the majority of the time. Lamar Jackson doesn't take as much hits as everybody thinks he does. Statistically, on all of his runs, he takes, I think he gets hit less than 30% of the time on his his runs. It makes sense. But like, uh, like Josh, Josh Allen seeks out to get hit. Yeah. But they don't give Josh Allen shit because when Josh Allen wants to, he can stand in the pocket and, and throw it really, really well. Yeah. Well, the reason I know that this list is a load of bullshit, and I'm not saying Mike Sando is not a good reporter or this is his fault, but I am kind of going to blame him on who he's asking <clears throat> because somebody had to say this about Russell Wilson. This was Russell Wilson's knock, right? Great quarterback, by the way. Future Hall of Famer. I, I don't think it's in question. Mm-hmm. The difference with Russell is, he has a lot more high maintenance, a GM said. He got the entourage. He needs the office at the facility, the extra hotel rooms on the road, all that stuff. It'll be interesting how that dynamic works with a rookie head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator, how they gel. Oh, so we're going to knock Kyler Murray for not studying enough, but we're going to give Russell Wilson shit for wanting his own office at the facility to study more? The extra hotel room and the entourage on the road games. What do you think his entourage entails? It's probably not friends. Maybe his wife. 
maybe his kids, maybe his like family, personal trainer, family, nutritionist, maybe a nutritionist, right? It's crazy. I don't understand. Like, what? Really? His he's high maintenance. That's his knock. So, so they they give Russell Wilson shit for his entourage, but um, have y'all seen the videos of uh, Brittany Matthews, Brittany Mahomes, and Jackson Mahomes? Yeah. Where's the where's where's the slander against Patrick Mahomes for his, for for his um for his entourage? <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes, his 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 wife sprayed champagne, which is a liquid, on fans after they beat the Bills, when it was almost zero degrees outside. Yeah. She threw a water on a Ravens fan. That was Jackson. That uh, was Jackson. Either way. Patrick Mahomes' knock is, we love Mahomes because of his unorthodox throws, not because of his natural pocket presence, this voter said. And when that disappears, this is when they lose games. I don't think that is a one. I think that is a two. Nothing against the guy. I love the kid. But take his first read away, and what does he do? He runs, he scrambles, and he plays street ball. Wasn't he a tier one? He was a tier one. This guy wanted him in tier two. Okay, so so, so let me ask you this. Um, I'll be the first one to admit. You take away you take away Lamar Jackson's first option. What does he do? He runs. Why is he a tier one? Exactly. What does Lamar What does Lamar Jackson do that uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't do? Lamar Jackson says Lamar Jackson throws the ball unconventionally. Yeah, sure does. Lamar Jackson plays street ball. He sure does. Lamar Jackson plays street ball better than anybody in the NFL. He sure does. I'll be the first. I'll be the first one to say that. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray is second. Yeah, Does, is Patrick Mahomes more talented with his arm throwing the football than than Lamar Jackson? Yes, it's close to what people think. I, it's close. But he is better. It, it, he is, but it, it's it's closer than what people think. But they're giving Patrick Mahomes a tier one, but not Lamar Jackson. I, I, it's crazy to me. You take away any quarterback's first read, most of them are going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, I mean shit. Like it, do it it. it it's just crazy to me. Like, like, look, we we had a talk. We'll talk about it uh, a little, like, in just a few minutes. We we picked out our Madden teams, and we were we were consulting on who was a top ten quarterback. We ultimately decided Joe Burrow was a top ten quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> me personally, I just had to see more out of him. He's only played one full year. Yeah. It's not his fault. He had an atrocious injury his rookie season. He didn't get to play. He bounced back very well. He played very well this year. I'll give him credit where it's due. Can't can't deny it. Um, but they're already putting him as a tier one quarterback. We're already saying he's a top ten quarterback, and I think I think eventually he will be. I, I just need to see another season of it. I need to, I need to see two seasons of like production to be like okay, yes, him. I agree. I mean, I mean, when when you, when you go when we end up reading down our list, I mean, there are guys who we left off of our list who I don't think are better than Joe Burrow. I don't think Derek Carr is better than Joe Burrow. Fair. I don't. Um, we left somebody else controversial off too. Kyler. Kyler Murray's not better than Joe Burrow. No, he's not. And now, of of course, our top ten list of quarterbacks is in no particular order. A lot of people actually put Joe Burrow as a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think it's a little soon. I think I think that's more than just a little soon. Um, I think it's a little crazy. I don't even think Joe Burrow is the best quarterback from his class. I think Justin. I think Justin Herbert is hit, is light years ahead of him. I'm honestly fine with Justin Herbert being in the tier one because Justin Herbert has had back to back four thousand yard seasons. He 
once again, I think Joe Burrow would have had a very good rookie season. He had the very unfortunate injury. <clears throat> but they got Joe Burrow ahead of Matt Stafford. They got Joe Burrow against uh, above Russell Wilson. They have him above Dak Prescott, above Lamar Jackson. Look, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow isn't a good quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. But it's tough to put him it's tough to put him up there when you haven't seen the consistency. I agree. You know, I definitely do. I don't think um I think I think people get way too um cuz p- people people freak out after one year. Yeah. Joe Burrow's not here. He got fooled on that fourth down in the Super Bowl. A quarterback's coach said, "He predetermines a lot of his quick game. They'll spread it out and try to show him the picture." When you can change the look for him, I think the kid locks in and some, and some of these guys. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what the quote says. So, sorry. Once you get a book on them a little bit, you can make these guys struggle a little. I'm not saying this is a guy you're going to take off the map. The kid is a competitor. I'm just saying he clearly predetermined some things, and until he grows out of that, he's a good two for me. I'm fine with him being in the tier two quarterbacks. I'm okay with I'm okay with that also. I'm okay with him being in a tier two quarterback. Yeah. The the the, the top ten for Joe Burrow is a little bit up for debate. I personally I, I think you could say he is a top ten quarterback. Is he a top ten talented like talent quarterback in the league? I think so. I, I I would say so too. Like what we saw him do at LSU was remarkable. What we saw him do this past year with the Cincinnati Bengals was remarkable. They had a very good season. They did. They they caught they caught lightning in a bottle. It worked out for him. Uh, Carson Wentz did the same thing. Carson Wentz did the same thing, and now he's struggling and now year he's, in year out. Now he's dropped off a map. Granted, Carson Wentz doesn't get the opportunity to throw to um, Jamar Chase, a, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Boyd's their number three, and he'd be a number one on most teams. Yeah, a lot of the teams. Yeah, T. Higgins is a budding star. I think people are way too high on Jamar Chase. I think he's a very good wide receiver. He's clearly the best on the team, but I don't think he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. I think I th- I I'd say he's top fifteen for sure. That's my personal opinion. He was a lot of boomer bust last year. He was. He was. He 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 had a he had a case of the dropsies. Yep. Um But he had a lot, a lot of like top tier games. Right, he did. Like, but then he had like an eight week stretch where I was like, where the fuck is he? Exactly. He he's He's a home run threat for sure. Yeah. When he and when he's on, trust me, he's not hard. He's not fucking hard to miss. Yeah. He's when, hard to stop. He's very very hard to stop. But you have to worry about starting the engine back up. Mm-hmm. When he's running, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 you might as well throw the kitchen sink at him. Yeah. Um you got to double him. You have to double him. You have to double him. But um People need to pump their brakes on him. We're not. We're not. We're not talking about that. We're still. I'm st- still circling around to the subject on Lamar Jackson. Um, I was at the game against the Colts. You did leave early, but you were there. I I, I did leave early. You had to work, but I but I was there. I still watched the whole thing. I just watched the feed pop up on my uh on my Instagram the other day. I think it was earlier today of the comeback. Probably it was from the NFL page. Probably be in lieu of these comments. Yeah, but it popped up. Um, somebody, um, somebody on Twitter, his handle Skepticote. I he he made a tweet that says, "Quote: Lamar Jackson highlights are all one are all running." I haven't watched the video, 
It looks like they're playing the Cowboys in this clip. I believe this is the play where, where he takes it up the gut, like 35 yards or whatever, and he just... No, I think this is a play where he dropped it into... He dropped the pass into Hollywood. I think it is. I'm about to just watch the clip and, and talk at the same time, just so I can see what it says. This is a minute and 51 seconds. What is he doing? He's scrambling around. Oh, God, I remember that fucking pass. Good Lord. <laughs> um, I got I, I to gotta stop because it's, it's a two-minute long video, and I'm just not going to sit here in silence for two minutes. Um, but he, he, tweeted, he tweeted that the video – It's somebody, somebody else posted the video. It says Lamar Jackson highlights are all running, and it says Lamar Jackson, and it's nothing but him dropping dimes. That's what it's going to be. When was this tweet from? Because I remember Diana Rossini was on Get Up saying the same shit like probably about a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago. A month ago. So he's he's buying into the to the recency of the sports media of Diana Diana Rossini on Get Up saying the same shit. What that it's all running? Yeah, he said I made a big mistake just now. I listened to Get Up and listened to it and listened to it. And listen to Diana Rossini. Said Lamar Jackson highlights are all running. Yep. And this is why he may not get paid. He said, I need to go, I need to watch Sesame Street to get my intelligence back up. <laughs> That's my guy. What'd I tell you? Diana Rossini. Yeah. I told you, Diana Rossini on Get Up about a month ago said the same shit. She's like, This is why he's not getting paid. If you watch his highlights, they're all running highlights. No. That's just the highlights you guys are showing. Exactly. To paint the narrative. Exactly. Diana Rossini, go watch the fucking film. Exactly. See, I mean, all, all media, whether it's sports media, political media, they all paint a narrative in order to tell one side of the story. But it's Whatever narrative they want to paint. Exactly. Case in point, I sent my girlfriend a very funny gift of Joe Biden falling off a bike today. <laughs> I did. And like, like, like me, I'm, I, I'm not political. I'm, I'm not going get to in, get into anything, anything political with anybody because I don't know enough about it in order to comment on it. You know my opinion on the current president of the United States. I'm not going to go on the record of this podcast as saying what that is. Thank you. Because that's, because that's not what this is. But when Joe Biden fell off the bike, he tried to get his foot undone from his pedal. He was on, he was on one of the... Um, like the racing bikes, like, the like cycles. A, he, was, he was on like a, ra- like a racing bike that has like the holders for your feet to help you perform better. And you wear the cleats and everything like exactly. that. Exactly. His foot got caught on the pedal. He couldn't get his foot down. That's why the bike fell over. Yes. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But it's funny to talk about, okay, the old president fell off a bike. It's funny to make fun of him for it. Exactly. But of course, we do that because we, don't, we paint the narrative in that way. Yeah. Same way with Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. Everybody says he's all, he's a running back. He can he can't make it as a quarterback. Blah 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 blah. Watch the tape. Can I can I just read you a statistic? Yes, just real quick. Um, so in that in that Ravens and Colts game that we were previously talking about, the Ravens won thirty five to thirty one to twenty five in overtime. Uh, Lamar Jackson threw um forty three times. He completed thirty seven passes. This is one people people say. This was arguably the best passing performance of any quarterback last season. Six, six incompletions, right? Oh, he had uh, 442 yards passing. Um, yeah, he also had four touchdowns. He had six incompletions and four touchdowns for almost 450 yards. That's, oh. ju- that's just passing. He ran for 102. Uh, no, he only ran for 62. Ow, Jesus. Motherfucker. That hurt. <laughs> that fucking hurt. No, he only ran for 62 yards. So the 62 yards technically put him over 500 yards of offense. Right. 
No, but in that game, Mark Andrews had 11 catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Marquise Brown had nine catches for 125 yards and two touchdowns. Like, the fact that people say that he can't throw the ball, like, still. Yeah. People still say he can't throw the ball. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, what makes you say that? It's insane. It's absolutely, it's absolutely fucking insane, man. It really, it really, really is. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm about to keep watching this clip now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was a dot. Remember that? That was in the playoffs. Let's see. What's this one? Rolls to his right. Escapes pressure. On the run. Delivers a strike right on the sidelines of Mark Andrews. Should we should we pull up the stats from the from the game against the uh the Rams back in twenty nineteen? Let's hear it. When he had uh threw the ball twenty times, completed fifteen passes. Oh, that game was crazy. For 169 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. He had as many touchdown passes as he did in completions. completions. He also had 95 yards rushing. Yeah. But the thing is, like, yeah, he only had 169 yards passing. But he also got pulled from the game, and we beat the Rams 45-6. to six. I'm about to watch this one again. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, or Lamar Jackson does do it, throws with his right hand. This is against the Washington Commanders. Rolling to his left. 35-yard strike on a dot on the run. <laughs> How many other quarterbacks in the NFL can roll to their... Like, that throw was a fucking missile, too. How many quarterbacks in the NFL can run to their, to their offhand and throw it on a, str- on, a, on a frozen rope? Yeah. 35 yards downfield. There's not many. There's not many, man. Him. Probably Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Aaron Rodgers can. Aaron Rodgers can, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is sneaky athletic. Yeah, yeah, he really is. For an old white guy, he is sneaky athletic. That was not kind of a throw. That happens. Can they can't all be great? I mean, it was like it was it was a nice throw, but it wasn't that great of a clip. That's right. the, that's the point that I'm making. Okay, it's enough. We've made our point. The slander of Lamar Jackson's got to stop. This is clearly just somebody who has been burned by Lamar Jackson in the past and is butt hurt. It's clear. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. Whoever that defensive coordinator is, I hope you play them this year. Yeah, I mean, everybody said it. Like, they talked about it on a get-up. Lewis Riddick, um, Ryan Clark, Greeny, Tannenbaum, and... um, Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, Graziano. Okay. All of them were like, yeah, whoever this is is a coward, and this is personal. I mean, they called him a coward on national television. I mean, I mean, I mean, he really is. If he, is you, he is. This is the thing. If you feel a certain type of way about a, about a specific athlete, put a name to it. Not up and say it. Not not up and say it. Exactly. I'll say it. Yeah. Ju- just, My name's on it. What's up? Just ju- just just come just come right out and say it. Just just do it. Look, this is all I got to say to that defensive coordinator. Whoever threw that piece of paper, your mom's, mom's a, a hoe. hoe. Exactly. Said it. I meant it. And so, so Lamar was asked about this too. Ah! Oh, there it is again. Um, Lamar was asked about this. Uh, they, he, he said after a training camp practice today um, that uh, he's like, in, in, in so many words, he said, they hated Jesus. And I'm not Jesus. He's not lying. He's down. And even, even on Undisputed, they talked about this. They talked about, talked about this too. I don't know what to do about this. I, 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 don't know, I don't know either. You may just have to stay there, in all honesty. Oh, God bless. Um, all right, lean back on the, on the food and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, on, uh, on Undisputed, they said this too. 
if Lamar Jackson wins 12 MVPs, he is that fucking guy. He's the, he, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. If he wins 12 MVPs, he is, he will, he, he, you're right. He won't be tier one. He is tier one. He's, it's him and Tom Brady. That's tier one. At, at that point, no. Tier one, it's just Lamar Jackson, tier one. That's how it would go. He would be the number one. He, he, he's, he's A tier. Then it's tier one. I don't know. I, I, I'd, st- I'd still put him with, with Tom Brady. Seven Super Bowls is pretty impressive. Well, Tom Brady won't be playing at this point. Well, I know that, but I'm saying like of all time. Well, all right. Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady are in their own little category of greatest of all time. I'm just, look, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say this, and then we can go ahead and move on from it because we've talked about this. We've talked about the subject a good bit. Don't give Lamar Jackson more reason to go out and show out this year. Okay? Public service announcement. For all you for for all you non Ravens fans who listen to this podcast, which I don't know how many of it is, but um, it's at least two, at least two, yeah. Do not give Lamar Jackson a reason to have motivation. Dude already wants to get paid. Dude already wants to win a Super Bowl. Now people continue to slander him. I think my favorite part, my favorite part about Lamar Jackson and all of this is he doesn't talk. Like, he doesn't run his mouth and be like, oh, I thought I couldn't throw. The rest of the team talks for him. Exactly. Like, Mark Ingram was a huge guy for that. I know. He, he, would, al- he would always talk his shit for Lamar Jackson. That, like, that, like, that's one thing that really disappoints me also, is that Lamar Jackson is not a bolsterous person no, at all. not at all. At all. He's, he's, we watched the interview with Marlon Humphrey today. Yeah. He encapsulated it perfectly. He said he watched Lamar Jackson try to walk into an IHOP by himself. He and and he had to be escorted out by security. He told Lamar, "You're not that guy. You're too famous to be doing that kind of shit." <laughs> right. You're just you're just another guy in here, but out in out in what do you say, Owings Mills and the IHOP and Owings Mills. He's like, "You're Lamar Jackson. You are Lamar Jackson. You are a freaking star. You can't be going out in public by yourself like that." Right. But of course, Lamar doesn't care because because Lamar Lamar's gonna be Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that took that took a while. All right, that, we we had we had a lot to get out with that one. Mock so. draft. Oh Jesus! Pull it up. So we decided we were going to do another fantasy football mock draft. Um, it was a uh, it was another twelve team draft. I picked tenth. You picked ninth again. Um, the Orioles are losing. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't want to talk about it because <laughs> they're going to come back and win. It doesn't matter. As I'm as I'm donning my new Adley Rushman jersey, you might have to take it off. Um, never. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so we did do another 12 team draft. Like I said, I picked 10, you picked nine. Um, we drafted as if it was PPR style. I don't remember what my team was last time, but I can tell you with overwhelming confidence. I like this team a lot better. Yeah, I I, I like, I like this team. I like my team a lot better too. Um, so I started off with Christian McCaffrey. If he's healthy, he's like the most dangerous player in fantasy football. Stealing P- him at nine is a, is PPR, just outrageous. Yeah, PPR wise, I followed it up with Andre Swift, who is a similar guy, who is who does things similar. He has the potential to catch sixty five passes a year, get you touchdowns on the ground through the air. Yeah. Um, the Lions are going to be better, not great. But, but better. But better. They'll be more competitive. And before he got injured last season, Dondre Swift was actually running back five in fantasy. So he's looking to build on that, keep going. The, pe- the offensive line will get a lot better. So um, that was where I went with that. Um, 
in the third round, just because of how the board was falling together, I ended up going with Mark Andrews. Um, just because there were a lot of top flight wide receiver talent still available there. And the two guys that I ended up getting with my next two subsequent picks, I ended up getting Terry, Terry McLaurin and then followed it up with Jerry Judy. Um, Very good picks there. Yeah, so both so two guys that got upgrades with quarterback as well. Yeah. Um, Terry McLaurin definitely has the consistency. Jerry Judy was hurt last season, um, so we didn't get to see a whole lot of him. But yeah, um, he's a guy who can give solid consistency. And then um, I'll just go with my top... Give me your top ten picks. Top ten, okay. Top ten. Um, to follow it up after that, I ended up going with Jalen Hurts. Um, solid quarterback. Yeah, we talked about it a few a few weeks back. Um, I actually am picking Jalen Hurts to win the MVP this year. Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a monster year. So getting him in the sixth round, it's a little earlier than what I like to take quarterbacks at when I do fantasy football. Sure, but I'm having a little bit of a revelation with my strategy this year. So. Stay tuned. Yeah, trying something a little bit different. Um, in the seventh round, I, d- I added another running back in Damian Harris and then followed up in round eight with um, who I think is going to have the best season of all the rookie wide receivers. I took Traylon Burks. Okay. Just because I think he's going to get the volume um, without a lack of a number one option. Because I, I, they don't really know what's going on with Robert Woods. They can't run the ball every fucking play with Derrick Henry, so... Um, I think Traylon Burks will have a good year. With that said, I did follow it up with my next pick with Chris Olave, another rookie wide receiver. Yep. Um, Jarvis Landry there, Michael Thomas are going to get a lot of attention. Uh, on the outside, Chris Olave could be a sneaky guy to get in the ninth round. Um, and then I followed it up with a backup tight end. Um, just because you, I mean, tight ends are at such a premium in the in the league now. I ended up taking Dawson Knox. So it's a great backup tight end. Yeah, a good backup tight end, depending on what happens with bye weeks and injuries and stuff like that. Um, he's somebody who you could even put, just because of the passing volume in Buffalo, uh, you could put him in, in as a flex and run with two tight ends, which isn't a, a terrible strategy. No. It's not something that I recommend you do every week. No. Unless unless you have Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, which in that case, if you're if you're able to if you're able to draft them, good on you. Um but uh, but yeah, those are my top ten picks. Solid team. Yeah, again, just going going with the PPR format. Um, just uh, just a little a little bit of my insight with uh, with my thinking about my picks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said, you drafted nine, I drafted right behind you at ten. So in the first round, I uh, somehow stole Stephon Diggs at ten. I think that's a, just an absolute steal of a pick there. I think he's gonna have a great season. I think he's gonna be a top five wide receiver in the league probably. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> um, um, regarding who I had as the top five uh, wide receiver. Um, He's five on my list. I think I did have him in the top five. Um, I would imagine I did. Um, another guy I had coming back in the second round, um, another top five receiver, somehow got Devontae Adams in the second round. I couldn't tell you how he fell to me um, there with <laughs> with the third pick of the second round. I have him being my number four wide receiver coming up in this in this season. So yeah, I think I ended up uh, getting rid of my fantasy projections uh, to put down the Madden rules and stuff like that. But um, don't know why I didn't start a new. Oh no, I do have it actually. What the hell am I looking at? Stupid. 
Uh, yeah, I got Stephon Diggs as three, and Devontae Adams as two on my list. So, so I got three and two on my list, so I'm over the freaking moon about that mm-hmm. one. Um, and then coming back around in the third round, grab Saquon Barkley. Uh, in a real draft, I don't think Saquon's make it to the third round. Um, I don't think there's a shot in hell. Uh, Not that late in the third round. No, no, that's that's the end of the third round. Um, he's he's gonna have a bounce back season. He was starting to get his bearings. He was starting to get starting to get a little rhythm. Um, last year coming back off the ACL, until he had a pretty bad sprained ankle. I mean, they showed it on the sideline, and the thing was soft, the size of a softball within five minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a bad sprained ankle. Um, I think he's he's gonna have a full season or a full off season, come back healthy. Um, sprained ankles do tend to linger around, but luckily he's had enough time to to rehab that and take care of it. Um, coming from someone that has had many sprained ankles, so many that I have actually had ankle surgery. So it sucks. It hurts, but he'll be okay. Um, in the fourth round, grabbed Antonio Gibson. I mean, if we're looking at a PPR standpoint, that's a great, that's a great running back to have. Um, Antonio Gibson, he's going to end up being the number one guy there. He's, he's great at catching the ball. Uh, just that, just like I said, from from a from a fantasy perspective, I love those first four picks. Um, four very productive guys. <sighs> two two stud wide receivers. Uh, I mean, just being honest, I neither one of those running backs are a top five running back for me. But I got two and three on my wide receiver list. Over the flipping moon about that one. This is a new strategy for me as well. I know it was a new strategy for you drafting a quarterback early in the draft. I normally take a quarterback around seven or eight simply because I'm like position, position, position. Like, like, give me, let me get, let me get wide receivers. Let me get running backs. Take a tight end. I can't win over here. This, this fucking mic today. I know. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, I can't, I can't win. yeah. Well, while, while Holman tries to figure that out, I still do. Ha- I still do have his, um, who he ended up drafting on my phone. Um, I gotta find where we left off. Uh, might be okay now. There we go. Yeah. So in the fifth round, I ended up taking a quarterback. Took none other than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we don't. We don't really have to go into too much depth about him. <laughs> we already did. Uh, there's no way Lamar Jackson sits in, in round five in a in a draft. It's just not gonna happen. In the sixth round, um, decided to go with a little bit more depth at wide receiver. Uh, this is a guy. He's gonna have a, a decent amount of volume. Uh, but he's more of a he's more of a home run kind of guy, Devontae Smith for the Eagles. Hmm. Uh, I like that as a solid flex player, maybe a fill in wide receiver on a bye week or something like that for for one of the other guys. Um, I think that's just that's just a huge player. And you know, with with uh, bless you, Thank you, with more attention being drawn to AJ Brown, he could be a sneaky guy to um, you know really break out this year too. Yeah, he's going to be pulling cornerback uh, twos instead of cornerback uh, ones against the teams that he's playing. So, mm-hmm. um, I I think it's smart. I, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I, I don't agree. know what's going on with my mic. Yeah, I don't know. We might have to reinvest. Yeah, God bless. Um, good heavens, man. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, his his yeah Holman is uh Holman's over here struggling. Um, I'll go ahead and just uh pull up. Uh, so he, so like I said, so like you said, he did, he did go ahead and take Devonta Smith, which is a very, which is a very good pick. He followed it up in the next round with Kenneth Walker. So earlier in the week, um, Chris Carson running back for the Seattle Seahawks, he ended up retiring prematurely due to a neck injury. That's been, that's been, um, 
that's been bothering him a lot. Um, it forced him to miss a lot of this t- a lot of time last season. Um, so Kenneth Walker the third, he's going to be in a competition with Rashad Penny here heading into the start of the season. Um, both guys show a lot of promise, so I think it's a pretty good pick there by Holman. He followed it up in the next round with Garrett Wilson, rookie wide receiver for the Jets. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, with um with the with the lack of a solid with the lack of a solid number one wide receiver there in New York, Garrett Wilson's really gonna, really going to be drawing a lot of attention. Yeah, I think he's going to end up being wide receiver number one out there in New York. Yeah, which which I'm which I'm sure that was your that was your whole your whole mindset between behind that. Yep. Um. Hopefully, your mic's done. Giving you fucking some, off. Yeah, fucking off. So we God. can. Uh, I like you. You want me to keep going, or you want to go? Ahead and keep I'll just, I'll hopefully can knock out the last two here. Um, decided to take in uh, round nine. Decided to finally go uh, tight end here. Uh, a big guy that I was um, or a guy that I was big on fell in uh, in the earlier rounds, which is why I ended up waiting so long. Try to get a little value out of it. Uh, Pat Fryermuth from the Steelers. I think he's gonna be a solid tight end for them. He had a really good season last year. Really good rookie season. Um, I think he'll end up being a little bit of a safety blanket for Mitch Trubisky, because um, I don't think Kenny Pickett started this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, based on the um, the video that we got earlier. Yeah, based on based on what you um, based based on the notification that um, we got from uh, from from Reno um, uh, on Twitter today, it was a it was a really 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 bad pick that he threw. Um, so I definitely think uh, I definitely think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the um, the starting quarterback this year. Um, yeah, I, I think Mitch Trubisky is for sure going to be um, going to end up being uh, QB number one. Um, and then uh, so I think it's going to be a good pick for them. Um, and then round number ten got uh, got Alan Lazard. Um, so I th- I think that's. Uh, I think that's a that's a solid pick. I think he's gonna end up being wide receiver number one over there in, in Green Bay. So Yeah, between him and Christian Watson, one of the one of those two are gonna end up being number one wide receiver number one for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Um So that's what we got going on there. Just real briefly wanted to touch on it. You and I have hashed out our, our Madden teams. Um I have decided on the Dolphins and you have decided on the Panthers. Yeah, so uh so we'll be updating everybody more as this as our season kicks off. Madden releases on August 19th. So we are really, really eager for that. We're about three weeks out now at this point. Um, so we'll be updating everybody weekly as far as, as, far as what goes on because I know everybody's going to be just drawn to the edge of their seats to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what we got going on. So definitely stay tuned. So with the technical difficulties we have going on this week uh, with Holman's mic here, uh, this is, this is going to be... We're gonna be ending the show a little bit prematurely. Uh, we left a couple. We left a few, um, a few topics on the table, um, but we'll be able to talk about the. We'll be able to talk about these next week. Uh, so, apologize if anybody was looking forward to MLB or anything with the tri- with going on with the trade deadline or any updates or anything like that. Um, but there's really not a whole lot to report on, just more so rumors. Uh, so we'll touch on it more next week. But we're gonna go ahead and close out this week. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see everybody next week. Thanks, guys.